Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Tonight on Hometown Ghost Stories, haunted headlines. We have four terrifying ghost stories that were ripped right out of newspapers, plus two bonus stories from newspapers throughout time. is going on everybody we are back for our second ever side content episode of haunted headlines i am your ghostly host rob coakley i'm never gonna say that again i don't like it um (laughs) i am joined as always by jesse wilkins thank you host with the ghost Mostly ghostly Coakley is my name. Uh, Also, that's better. (laughs) Also, we are joined by Dave Wilkins. Yeah, these nicknames keep getting better and better. I like them. Yeah, we just got to keep adding words to that one. And so that's like basically the Patreon list. And then we're going to let you read it. Anyways, tonight we are going back to Haunted Headlines. I actually really enjoyed this side content. Not that I don't enjoy the other ones. I made it sound like I don't. Uh, just Dave's terrible takes on horror movie reviews. Are the only things that I don't enjoy. But combing through some of these old newspaper articles on Ghost is it's just so weird because you just don't see this stuff in the newspapers anymore. I guess media is delivered different now. So maybe that's why. It's all in the tabloids. Right. Right. That's a good point. It's all in tabloids. Um, so, yeah, just reading through some of these. And I start to wonder. We're going to do this first story, and when we get into it, it supposedly happened in Arkansas, but the newspaper that it came from was a New Orleans newspaper, and we saw this on the first episode. Yeah. And I'm wondering, just I'm not sure, I don't want to, you know, because it's tough to go back and look up every newspaper, every article that they had. We had one episode that we did a while back where I was trying to chase down newspapers but that newspaper had been sold like five times and like so a lot of their older newspapers have been lost to just the history of time do you think that maybe some of these newspapers were making up ghost stories and then just saying that this was from another newspaper in another part of the country or something that's a good point but i mean if there's no evidence to suggest that other than your speculation it's pure speculation yeah it's a, it's an interesting theory but I don't think it's really anything beyond that. Yeah, it could be a case-by-case basis, too. Right? Like, that's the other problem. Any thoughts, Jesse? Uh, Yeah, I mean, without any evidence to support it, then I would say it's unlikely. I mean... Well, let's hear the story, because, what I mean... All right, so our first story is titled, An Arkansas Ghost. 
The following is clipped from a New Orleans paper. A strange story comes from Bradford, Arkansas. A few days ago, Hugh Governey, a railroad section boss, was killed in a quarrel some two miles from where he had sent his gang to go to work. They knew nothing of the affair until they returned from their work at noon. When they heard of it, they inquired the hour of the killing, which was 10 o'clock. Just at that time, they know from the fact that a local freight had just passed, they all testified to having seen him at a short distance from them on the track, marking ties to be taken out and replaced by new ones. No words were exchanged, and they went on with their work expecting him to approach. Not hearing his footsteps, they looked again, and he was gone. There was no possibility of their being mistaken as to identify, as he was a man of unusually large state and striking appearance. When they learned that he had not been within a mile of them since they left the depot, the memory of the apparition came like a flash to each of them. So this is a super interesting story because we are talking about how um, the haunting happens immediately for the most part. The We have a murder and the entire work crew still saw him after he had already been murdered marking ties on the railroad track for more work, which is, please, God, don't let me keep working. After, if I die immediately, my first thought is, still got to mark these ties. I can't like just go float away somewhere. I have to get this work done so that this is ready to go. Is worst case scenario, right? Absolute worst case scenario. Absolute worst case scenario. That's not where you, that's not where you want to end. Well, definitely not worst case scenario. Worst case scenario would be the, the case you talked about last week about the girl who can't stop burning to death. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> true, true. But uh, to go back to your original question of do we think this might have been a story the newspaper made up and then credited to a newspaper that doesn't exist anymore, I would say so if this was an unusual haunting. You know, I guess mm-hmm. all hauntings you could say are unusual, but there are these hauntings that we hear all the time that are very common themed. And this one is somebody dies and people witness him doing what he was doing, almost like he was caught in a repetition after death. This is not uncommon. There's nothing really fantastical about this besides the fact that it's a ghost story. But it's not like, uh, I don't think it's anything crazy enough for a, a newspaper to make up to have to blame on another newspaper. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's simple enough where why bother, right? But we do have to address the elephant in the room. His name was Governy and he blew it by not becoming governor. Because then he yeah. could have been Governor Governy, and that would have yeah. been hilarious. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to lean into these names. Like, if that's going to be your name, you got to absolutely become a governor. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you on that one. Thank you. So let's talk about the haunting real quick on this one. My other theory. So I have theories for this one. I have mm. so many theories. Do we think his workers just killed him? <laughs> like they, they just made up the haunting story. They're like, no, we saw him. Like we. We definitely didn't kill him. Maybe it, wasn't even, maybe, him. <laughs> maybe it wasn't even a ghost story. And maybe they were just trying to say, like, no, he's not dead yet. Yeah. Because we saw him working. So time's off. Could have been us. Yeah, I think they killed him. So did they never solve his murder? They, I, dude, I, all I have is this newspaper clipping. I couldn't find anything else on it. So, so the way the story was told, it was that there was a quarrel and he was killed during the quarrel. So I don't think it sounds like it was a mystery. Mm. so mm. i think that that that's probably not the way it he went down quarreling with his fellow employees before they murdered him 
maybe. Maybe. And just to clarify, because I don't know if I said it, but that newspaper clipping was from 1893. So mm. let's go ahead. Let's jump into our next ghost story that we have here. And this one is going to be coming from Dunkirk, New York in 1903. The headline is Ghost Hold Carnival here, which sounds like a lot of fun. I'd go I don't think they mean it. I don't think they mean it in the way that we think they mean it. Uh, and then it's sub headline is house at Dunkirk, New York, which is haunted by spirits. Residents in the fourth ward are greatly excited over an alleged haunted house on Lincoln Avenue. The house in which the ghosts are said to hold sway in a small gloomy vine covered cottage resting back from the street, almost hidden from view by deep shrubbery. It was the home of an aged woman who was found lying upon the floor one morning dead. For years, she had led the life of a recluse, and her every action had been shrouded in mystery. After her death, considerable money was found secreted about the place. Within the past two years, over a dozen families have lived in the house. None remained longer than two weeks. A family who had moved into the house Monday last moved out today. That's just interesting wording for the time. So they moved in on Monday and moved out within a week. They stated that continually about midnight, the sound of footsteps, groans, blood-curdling chuckles of laughter, and the clanking of change could be heard throughout the house. The lighted lamp on a number of occasions was blown out without any apparent cause. And several times, the bedcloths were forcibly pulled from the occupants of the bed. The old woman during her life never allowed a person to enter the house. The opinion is that she has come back to this world to keep people out of the house, which she guarded so jealously before her death. Some interesting stuff there. The candle kind of catches my attention because I find candles to be sort of interesting, but it's always they go out unexpected. <laughs> they always go out unexpectedly. And for me, that's that makes less sense. I've heard ghost stories where the candle gets brighter. And for me, that is, I think, more indicative of what could be a haunting. A candle going out could be a breeze. It could be anything. You could walk by a candle and it could go out just by you walking by it. Uh, and especially, when was this, did you say? It was the 1800s also? This one was 1903. Yeah, so right around there. Houses are drafty back then. So a candle going out, nothing crazy, but... Can we talk about the phrase that jumped out to me on this one that I've never heard before? Blood curdling chuckles of laughter. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What is that? That is terrifying. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I've never heard blood laughter. chuckles <laughs> described like that, but it does make the laughter sound that much more sinister, right? Doesn't yeah. it? It's like, Jesus, man. Like, I, like you hear like blood curdling screams or something like that. Blood curdling chuckles of laughter. Yeah. Hard pass on that. Sounds maniacal. Yeah. This one, it it says that there's ghosts, but after they tell the story, it seems as though it would probably only be haunted by one person from Mm -hmm. what, I mean, we don't know the whole history of the house and everything either. Right. But there's, there's a lot of um, interesting things, how her every action had been shrouded in mystery. It's just because she lived by herself. I think the more concerning right. thing with this would be that everybody who moved in the house, they couldn't last more than two weeks inside the house. 
Mm-hmm. It reminds me a little bit of like the Amityville haunting where you had a family that moved in and moved out within a month with this one or almost within a month, or whatever. But with, with this one, multiple families and multiple people who live there getting out within two weeks, that means they, they were experiencing something because that's a lot, dude. It's a lot to move. Moving sucks. Packing up all your stuff and then being so scared of a place that you move out within two weeks and multiple families are doing it. That that if that's a true fact about this place, then that I think is is some of the most compelling evidence. Because the rest of it does sound like, you know, we talked about it, but it sounds like you're run of the mill hauntings, right? You have your footsteps, you have chains rattling, which actually is pretty common. You had groans, the blood curdling laughter. That's that's a probably the most concerning of all the noises that you hear. Mm-hmm. And then um the candle, like Dave said, is kind of nothing when it's these old drafty houses. If the candles were getting lit out of nowhere, then that's something to <laughs> something to pay attention to. But yeah, the, the family's moving out is the most compelling for me. Going back to what you were talking about eight minutes ago um, in your monologue, can you imagine asking friends to help you move in 1903? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's hard enough to get friends to come over with like a moving van yeah and stuff like that it's like you call that one friend with a wagon <laughs> yeah. and you you can't even call you get, so you write a letter yeah. and, you just, <laughs> and you just hope the mailman survives the trip it's you're never gonna old. move and then and then you gotta call him back two weeks later write them back again yeah write them another letter two weeks later i wonder if many of them only would have lasted 24 hours but they had to send out the letter again yeah. So they had to wait two weeks to get it back. <laughs> That's why I feel like you have to have the entire conversation in one letter. You can't just be like, hey, man, how's it going? And then send a letter, <laughs> like a text message. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> I wonder if some of them just included like, hey, if you don't hear from me in another week, I'm going to need you to pick me back up in two weeks because that means I'm too scared. <laughs> so, if you don't receive the follow-up letter right away, come back. Begin so, the journey back. All right, let's get into our next terrifying ghost story. This one is from 1908. I couldn't find what newspaper this was from. Uh, So it is titled 101 Girls See Ghost. That sounds like a Disney movie. (laughs) Appears in Sixth Avenue Cemetery and leaves crutch. 101 girls who work in in a Sixth Avenue dry goods store why is there 101 girls working in a dry goods store? Like, it's how big is this store? A, it's one hell of an operation they got going <laughs> on over there. What is going on in this dry goods store? 101 girls <laughs> in a dry goods store. One sees a ghost and runs out the door. 100 <laughs> girls in the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, where this is going. <laughs> if you're subscribed on Patreon, you can hear Dave sing the rest of that song. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. We just lost all our patrons. All right. 101 girls who work in a 6th Avenue dry goods store are ready to swear that a ghost walked from a graveyard in the rear of the building yesterday. The reserves of the new West West 20th Street police station hunted for the ghost for half an hour and found his crutch, which was material, not ghostly, although they couldn't find the ghost himself. (laughs) No one has been buried in the cemetery for three quarters of a century. The store shuts it. The store shuts it in on the east. 
high brick walls edge it on the side streets and the rest of the block is covered with other buildings. The girls say the old man had long white whiskers and that one of his legs was missing. He carried a crutch. The girls declared afterward and are, and after laying his tombstone in its place, he hobbled across the graves to a high brick wall that fronts in 21st street. Then he clambered over the wall and disappeared. A policeman found the crutch. It was near the wall on 21st street. A skull and crossbones had been cut on one side and the wood was worn with, and shiny with age. Hell yeah. It's like a peg leg pirate ghost. With I love this. Whiskers. I love this story. Yeah, and we ruled out is, that he's not a, a cat. This is a great ghost story. You got a ghost that walks around with an actual crutch because he's missing his pirate leg. Mm-hmm. You just picture him walking down the cobblestone path. Yep. Oh, that's the haunting. This is a this is a great ghost story. It's weird that the that the ghost in the afterlife would need a physical crutch from the human life. Mm-hmm. You know, potential makes... potential plot hole there. But other than that, it's a great yeah, ghost story. Plot hole is is probably just a handicap, dude. <laughs> yeah, not a ghost. Just yeah, <laughs> left his actual crutch. Hundred and one yeah, he... girls, not a single one helped him over the wall. I want, yeah, I want, they just watched him clamber over the wall. They were like, it's, we can't <laughs> this go This ghost home. has been climbing over this ghost. wall for a half hour. He's screaming, can someone help me? But we can't go Yeah, meanwhile, yeah. he thinks he sees 101 ghosts at the dry goods store, <laughs> and he's just trying to run for his life, but he can't run. Like he, he clambered over the wall and disappeared. He didn't disappear. He's on the other side of the wall. You can't fucking see him. <laughs> yeah. Did I miss the part where, why they thought it was a ghost? Because he had long white whiskers, Jesse, and long white hair. He's definitely a ghost. I think they just saw an old guy. Like a, I think I think it's because they never saw from the way that the newspaper described it, no one could get into that cemetery really. It was kind of like cordoned off by walls and buildings. Well, clearly this man will not be hindered by a wall. He will yeah. take his time climbing. Maybe they should just maybe I think the moral of the story is make a gate for the old guy so he can go visit his dead wife because that's what you got you got a bunch of scared girls in a dry goods store way too many employees and they're all you know they're all stressed out because they're running into each other at the tiny little dry goods stores 101 of them and this poor old guy wants to visit his wife and then none of them help him over the wall that he has to climb over because there's no goddamn gate in this cemetery (laughs) yeah piss me off he jumped over the wall and left his crutch what did he do on the other side of the wall he Hopped dropped the rest of the way. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. He How did he get away without the cops finding him too? That's yeah. the interesting part. The cops were looking for him. No, they weren't. Because the they cops didn't. were probably like, it's an old guy. No, the There's cops no think it's a ghost. Here. What are we looking for? We don't investigate <laughs> hauntings. We found his crutch. Here's your closure. I don't know. I'm going to go back and listen to the story because I'm missing the part of the story where it's a ghost. Anyways, uh, yeah. Build a gate for the handicapped. That's the moral of that story. It's a... Uh... It's an interesting one. I, I just love the headline that it's like 101 girls. See a ghost. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into our last ghost story. And then I have a couple of extra stories to tell as well. Sounds good. So this one is titled, this is a 1915 story from Nortonville, New York. Novels cause boy to disguise as ghost. Nortonville, New York, December 4th. Adolf Peterson was arrested. Yeah, had to had to have been 
before 1940s, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the most popular first name anymore. Yeah, as soon as you hear that name, you're like, yep, checks out. Um, Adolf Peterson was arrested. And it was all downhill from there when he moved to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> this is an origin story. We figured it out. Oh, no. <laughs> not good. Not good. Adolf Peterson was arrested, charged with disguising himself as a ghost to terrify women. He dressed up in a baker's suit of white, covered with a white sheet, and head it's all that it's all checking out and, and hit in the head <laughs> alongside the cemetery he frightened three women in one night he made the mistake of trying to terrify mrs thomas bemis this is thomas she, bemis doesn't fuck around she doesn't <laughs> fuck around what nazi ghost <laughs> she, <laughs> she screamed and constable Hosbrouch, hiding in the hedge nabbed the ghost wait so they're both hiding in a hedge <laughs> <laughs> the most amazing Peterson. part of this story is that there are multiple people hiding in hedges in the hiding same in fucking short ass article. This is one paragraph. Peterson, who was 19, owes his downfall to reading novels. What are these novels? I don't called? think so. <laughs> this town does not like fun. No, they don't like fun at all. They don't like being scared. Um <laughs> I love the charged charged with disguising as a ghost to scare women. That's the charge. <laughs> he's wrote, lucky they he's lucky they didn't send him to a mental institution at the time for something like seriously, that. Seriously, seriously. But if he like, what do they like? Is that the official charge? Like, what is the sentence that disguising as a ghost carries? Mm, I don't know what his story was ridiculous. I just find it hilarious that like for one, this is a crime. For two, they weren't like, oh, this kid's just messing around. Yeah. For three the police officer hid in a bush to catch him. Like, why not just go get him? Why I love that they were both hiding in the bush. Like, you're you're a criminal, right? You disguise <laughs> as a ghost. And you jump into a bush and you turn next to you and the constable's there. Like, uh-uh-uh. This is the most <laughs> Two Scooby, steps ahead this is the most Scooby-Doo news article I've ever seen in my life. Other than 101 girls chasing a crippled man out of a cemetery without a gate. Uh, so good. So good. Um. All right, let's get into a couple bonus stories real quick. How about that? Sounds so good. this first one is from 1895. It's titled, She Slept in Her Coffin in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, March 29th. The remains of Mrs. Resch for many years, an eccentric character of the city. Just let her rush in peace. <laughs> in peace. We're... We're I, buried. I, I was so upset that I didn't say peach when I <laughs> <laughs> just let her rest in peace. The remains of Mrs. Resch for many years, an eccentric character of the city, were buried yesterday in a cemetery near the poor farm. She had, that's like they're just throwing, throwing <laughs> shots. The farm just catching strays out here. <laughs> you can't just say the farm. You gonna say the poor farm? God forbid if plumbers ever learned to farm. That's what Dave's gonna call it. <laughs> she attained the remarkable age of 100 years. The most peculiar of her eccentric, eccentric habits was that of sleeping nightly in a coffin. Mm. 20 years ago, she purchased a casket, and at her own request, she was buried in it after she had used it a score of years for a bed. In fairness... Coffins cost a lot of money, right? And if you're preparing yourself mm -hmm. for that day that will come eventually for all of us, what if you buy that coffin and it just looks comfortable as hell? 
yeah, yeah. get your money's worth. Yeah, you got to make sure that you're going to be comfortable when you're buried. You got to keep, you know, adjusting until the day of. I actually think it's smart. Except mm -hmm. I'm just really upset at this newspaper for throwing a shot at the farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't very nice. It was very, very mean. Uh, I have one last story to share. I'm going to give a little warning. We're going to laugh at a tragedy. But we've never I'm at done least that before. Hang on. I'm a at least a poor farm where county or town run residences where paupers were supported at public expense. So the poor farm is not a poor farm. It was a term for it sounds like it's poor if it's at public expense. Yeah, it's well it's basically it's basically like uh subsidized housing. Okay. All right. That was the well, least fun yeah. point you've ever researched yeah. for us. Way, way to ruin feel, that. Feel free to cut that right out. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I have breaking boring news from Dave. <laughs> right, moving on. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this last story. Titled from 1910. Titled Killed in <laughs> Folding Bed. <laughs> This guy should have slept in the coffin. <laughs> if, yeah, those don't fold. Um, yeah, if if this was, let's see how long we can go without laughing at this article. We didn't even get to the headline. <laughs> All right. Traveling salesman meets peculiar death at Walnut Ridge. Walnut Ridge, Joseph J. Justine, 40 years old. A traveling salesman employed by a St. Louis firm met death in a peculiar manner at the Rhea Hotel in this city when a folding bed in which he was sleeping folded up on him. He was suffocated and the body was not discovered until this morning when a chambermaid entered the room. Justine and another man entered the hotel about midnight and asked for a room. There was only one vacant room in the house, Clark Barra told them, and the, and the men agreed to take that. The room had a connecting alcove, which was made private by the use of a curtain hanging in a double door. Justine weighed 260 pounds, he told the clerk, while Barra was leading the way to the room. Wait, why the hell is it? Why, why did he tell the clerk how much he weighed? <laughs> he was very proud of it. Is this information you need when you check into a hotel in, in, uh, in this year? Maybe if the, he would need a special bed to support his yeah. weight. Well, thank yeah, God he checked with them because they definitely got him the right one. <laughs> <laughs> the folding bed, a heavy structure that has been in use at the hotel for many years, was assigned to Justine, and he retired immediately. The other man, sleeping in the adjoining room, did not know of the accident until after the body was discovered. Justine evidently made a desperate struggle for his life. The bed cl clothing was disarranged as if the suffocating man had exerted all his strength in an effort to escape. The body was cold when discovered, and it believed the man had been dead several hours. This is Damn, this so took a dark it. turn. The, the, the title was so funny, and it's like, holy shit, that's a horrible way to die. That is rough. And they didn't it's, even give him bed sheets? Yeah. He, ended up, he ended up being cold? Well, it said that the bed clo clo clothing... <laughs> the bed clothing... Was disarranged. You did it again. It's clothing. Clothing. <laughs> clothing. 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 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know. His pajamas, Rob. His pajamas were in shambles because he tried to escape. It wasn't bed clothing. <laughs> clothing. Oh, bed. Clothing you wear to bed. No, it's got to be clothing it's for the bed. Definitely, clothing isn't a word. <laughs> even it's if it word. is, even if they are talking about bed sheets, it would still be called clothing because you'd be clothing the bed in sheets. That's just how that word's pronounced. I don't know about that. And oh, the reason Amazon he has Amazon has bed clothes for sale. <laughs> Who the fuck calls it bed clothes? I've never heard that before. It's still going to be bed clothing though. It's still not going to be bed clothing. I think know. it's bed clothing. I can't wait to be wrong about this because I am. Mm. Robbie Robbie Suedo has spoken. <laughs> I am so uncomfortable with this news story just because of the word bed clothing. <laughs> um, this is a way that I would like to not die. This. Because A, assholes like us are going to laugh about it in 100 years. Mm-hmm. And B, it sounds terrible. Just having a bed clothes on you. This is the most, it's the most Three Stooges way to die. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, brutal, though. Like, cl- like, severely claustrophobic. I don't think I would do well in a situation like that. I wouldn't say severely. Would you say that you're claustrophobic? Mm, clothestrophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Get it right, Rob. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Anyways, that is a. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna throw in like little. I I come across these as well when I'm looking for the ghost stories. I find like these like weird little side story type deals that we can kind of dive into when we're doing these haunted headlines. But that one, it just kind of stood out to me based on the title. Killed in folding bed is just a hell of a title <laughs> for a newspaper article. You're just like, what are you talking? What? <laughs> like what were these things made out of in 1910 that he couldn't get it back open seriously yeah, yeah so. I, I can't tell if that's a really well working folding bed or not i mean obviously it closing on you in the first place is indicators that it's not working very well but mm. you know those things uh when you want those things locked up they lock up close it up real good it did the fold but at what cost <laughs> a life Ben mm, 260 pound man yeah, at least one 260 pound <laughs> man named justine last yeah. name was justine joseph j justine oh uh, yeah well middle name could have been justine too could have been joseph <laughs> joseph, <laughs> joseph justine justine or joseph joseph justine i like joseph justine justine yeah we'll assume that's it out. yeah well, that's going to do it for our haunted headlines this week. Jesse, would you like to do the honors or do we make Dave do it? Should we start uh-huh. making Dave read the Patreon list on yeah, the just, side content? Just your only, practice. Only if he makes every middle name Justine. It's Maybe. a it's essentially watching a man get killed in a folding bed every time you watch <laughs> him read that list. <laughs> oh no. Uh, that's a rough way to go. It's a rough way to go. All right. Our VIPs are Allison V, Dakota G, Jeannie R, Jennifer P, Justin T, Lisa J, Mike Oubliette Blake, Mom and Pops W, Robert H, and Inspires Gaming. For our Warren's Wards, we have Amby Rose, Anna C, Kath Q, Chris C, Cody G, DC, Donnie N, Elizabeth Y, Jake V, Janice G, Matthew T, Papa Squatch, Rachel B, Sarah C, Steph A of the COTS. We have Stitch Kitten, Sydney B, the other Rachel B, Aaron A. We have Al Capone, Al Capone's poorly taxidermied corn dinosaur, Al Capone's allegedly poorly taxidermied wife, Alicia E, Anthony, character limits be damned T, Ashley M, Brandon W, Brennan, Rob loves ice cubes, uh, Cody... Uh, sorry, Captain McSlugs, Colby, 020Far, Crystal Quinn, Huska, Huska, Castle, Huggy Bear, Joe R, Carolee, J, Mark M, 
uh, Michaela T, Mina H, Mariah M, Nick, Nuthouse Queen. We have Paul from St. Louis, Pork. Pork? Right. Yep, that was Swanee. Changed his name just to Pork. So we have Pork. <laughs> that is very recent. I just read this list about 40 minutes ago. Uh, we have Ray M, Sam from the Paul, Sarah R, Scotty L, and Solar Flare. Thank you so much for as little as $3 a month. We can call you Pork or whatever it is you choose. Some variation of Al Capone, but um, that's Patreon. Exclusive content, ad-free episodes, name in the credits. I don't know if anything will be funnier than pork. I don't know why that's cracking pork. me up. I'm just dying at pork. Mm. Yep, pork. That <laughs> man went out of his way to log into the website, <laughs> delete his existing name, existing name, and just change it to one word, and that word is pork. Anyways, uh, big shout out, rest in peace to Justine, Justine, and um, <laughs> for, for one dollar a month. You can join on YouTube, become a member, some uh, some member-only videos, and uh, you get to unlock the emotes. Maybe we'll make a, a little folding bed emote. <laughs> probably not. We probably won't do that. <laughs> I don't think... It can we, make a, we gotta make a bed clothing, a bed clothing emote for Rob. <laughs> I don't think it matters how well you draw a folding bed. No one's gonna know what you're looking no at. No one's gonna know what the fuck it is. <laughs> Just That's little arms you... and legs sticking out of it. <laughs> oh no! I might do it. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh boy! If you want more haunted headlines, let us know in the comments. If you think this is something that we probably should have never done in the first place, also let us know in the comments, <laughs> and then go find a better YouTube channel to watch. And um, yeah, leave a review. We'll read it out on the live show back on Tuesday. If you're ready, live episode. Done. You're related to Joseph, Justine, Justine. We are so sorry. We do apologize. And to anybody out there that might actually still be named Adolf, it's tough. It's a tough one to live with. But the head of the know. bush is the constable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's another one already in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was a weird one. Anyways, uh, I think that'll do it. Anything else, gentlemen? That's it for me. All right. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see.